Welcome to another bonus episode of our premium feed. We're going to be talking about Pokemon Unite today with the community. We have some people here. We have a chat. So if people don't want to use their voice, they can just type. Uh, <laughs> Pokemon Unite is, as of this recording, like a week and a half old. I have 120 matches in it. So I have my thoughts, but I talk a lot. So if anyone would like to. I think we'll structure it like this. Uh, you can come up on stage, raise your hand, come up on stage, say who you are, say what your MOBA experience is, and then say what your initial impressions of Unite are. And then we'll kind of go round robin and, and see where that takes us, just so we can get a feel of, you know, a little bit of everyone, how they feel about Unite, what their history of MOBAs are, if they like it, if they don't, maybe favorite character, that kind of stuff. Gotta introduce yourself, Oddish. Oh, sorry. I'm Oddish God. I forgot the questions. <laughs> Introduction, experience, the thoughts on Unite, favorite character. I know it's a lot. Yeah, I'm Oddish God. Um, my mobile experience is just League of Legends, um, but I've played that for probably off and on for seven years or so now. I mean, Unite's super fun. Um, it's a lot more feels more relaxed than a lot of other MOBAs. Maybe that's just because it's on the Switch right now. Uh, but it seems very, very fun and lighthearted compared to League at times. Um, and my favorite character is probably like Slowbro. All right. Hey, uh, Ferris Rex. Um, I also played League of Legends, but I've been on about a four-year hiatus. So it's been quite a while. Uh, but I played quite a bit like 2014 to 2016, 17. Um, I've been enjoying uh, the game. It is a lot uh, simpler compared to League of Legends. I think the biggest difference is the lack of communication compared to, you know, the chat in League of Legends. Um, but it also makes it less toxic. I think it, it, being able to play without the stress of somebody calling you out for making a mistake has been pretty nice. Um, <laughs> but also you don't get to communicate and kind of tell folks, you know, I'm going this way or that way, or here's what I'm doing for the, you know, my strategy or whatever. So favorite character. Oh yeah. Uh, sorry. Favorite character. I've been maining Venusaur so far. Ooh, Venusaur. Yeah, I've been trying to make tanky, bulky, uh, pedal dance Venusaur work, but it's not, it's not working too well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Steve. So yeah, as Steve said my name, <laughs> um, <clears throat> my name is Tone Ring. Uh, I've never played a MOBA before. I didn't even know what a MOBA was or what any of that involves. Um, but I've really been enjoying League, or not League, <laughs> Unite. You know, I think the, the not having the chat part has made it kind of easier for me to kind of get into it because I can kind of figure out what I'm doing as I go along or chat to people on Slack or Discord about how the game works and the podcast and stuff to learn about it. And I'm not getting people shout at me. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and I've been playing Snorlax. Ooh, okay. So we got two League of Legends players so far, and then one non-League of Legends player. No Dota players. They're left out in the cold. Okay, I think we're good. All right, well, if, uh, if the people who talked want to come back up, and we can have, like, an open discussion. I have questions about League, so since we do have two League people, uh, it'd be nice to, like, compare. Especially that uh, I think Oddish and Rex both said they played for over four years. We get a couple people up here. I'm back. You're back. All right. I am here to answer questions. All right. Or, yeah. <laughs> Does Rex also want to get up here to answer Lee questions? 
tone if you want to jump back in if you have uh questions for them okay so i think uh i think a big thing with for people let's just let's just assume people listening to the podcast this is their first moba they've never played a moba before like tone uh, or myself like i've obviously watched league and some other mobas but um i think the biggest difference maybe right off the bat is time unite lasts 10 minutes and i heard that league lasts like 40 minutes so yeah so unite has an actual cap where league it counts up and the game only ends once you destroy the other team's base so theoretically it could be a 20 minute stomp which is very quick in a league game or it could be like a 40 to 50 minute marathon of just like a very back and forth game yeah, and I feel like that the shorter time frame alleviates a lot of the stress because if you're in a 40 minute back and forth, it hurts a lot more to lose that, you know, after 40 minutes than after 15, 20 minutes in, in Unite. Yeah. And because, like, when you sit down to play at least League, I don't know about Dota or any other MOBAs, um, you really have to prepare yourself to, you know, be able to have that time commitment. Or in Unite, you can just sit down play a game and then just get up and walk away pretty quickly. I couldn't imagine playing that format for 40 minutes and then losing at the end of it. <laughs> I would definitely throw the game at the wall. It's, it's <laughs> heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard when it's 10 minutes and you lose by like 400 points. I can't imagine after 40 minutes, if it's like scalable, I think 10 minutes is a good time to, for this kind of game and for, you know the the audience that they're aiming it at with pokemon i would also imagine that like so in unite you have your starting move and then you have move slot a whether you want to go left or right and then move slot b whether you want to go left or right and then those moves get upgraded once or twice i would assume in like a league or a dota you you have more than just two moves or maybe maybe it's just two moves in like your auto attack no, you do. I think it's three or four. I can't remember now, but the, the difference being you upgrade them in the order you choose. So you can max out one move early on or, or kind of evenly split, spread them as you progress through the match. Um, so you don't have to pick one route from the get go early on in the game. Yeah. You have, you have four moves plus your, like every champion has a passive. Then you have three, um, basic moves and then your ultimate, which is your long cooldown um powerful move so either when you level up your normal moves they either get stronger in damage or they do more cc or they you know have extra effects like that do you feel so a complaint i saw um and it's not really a complaint maybe it was like oh people people who have not played unite yet may be worried because they they have played other mobas of like oh 10 minutes is not enough time to do what you need to do for me i feel like oh everything gets done in the 10 minutes and it feels good but does, for for those that play forty minutes, like I can't like I can't imagine you're you're just kind of doing the same thing for forty minutes, which isn't like a bad thing. But the the initial statement of like there's not enough time. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah, it, it's it, it's a different. It, the game is different enough to where you absolutely can do everything you need to do in ten minutes. I mean, in League of Legends, ten minutes you're still in the early game. You haven't really started team fighting yet, but the the goals of unite are so much different than league of legends that the 10 minutes is absolutely all you need yeah because in league it it's in my opinion it's much more either about team fighting or what's called split pushing 
or just pushing down towers and things like that to get to the enemy's base, where in Unite it's so much more about scoring. Because uh, technically getting kills on the enemy team doesn't actually do anything for you. For your team, it's more about getting the opportunity to score. So you could theoretically do that without killing the enemy team. Uh, you can just push them away and then uh, just score that way. But in, in League, it's you level up to level 18, which can take a long time depending on if you get far behind or it can be super quick if you're able to to get ahead really quickly. The other thing with the time is is the communication, right? So within 40 minutes, you're putting together a strategy. You know, one person's coming out as your, your primary damage dealer and you're coordinating with your team. With, with Unite, you can't really do that kind of coordination. So there's not... So if you're if you're there for 40 minutes, you're still not doing anything, you know, well orchestrated or or long term strategy because you can't organize that with your team anyways. Is there I'm assuming uh, because of the eject button talk that you also have held or they're called battle items, which are like the held items. Uh, so you have eject button, potion, X speed, uh, full heal, score, goal or score or whatever. In League, there's an equivalent to eject button, but I'm assuming yeah. there's also equivalents to like the X attack and the full heal and stuff, right? So in League, uh, it's kind of like the battle items. Um, you have summoner spells. You get to pick two out of like 10. Um, and a lot of them are like eject button where it's a, a, like a dash, an instant dash. One of them's a speed up. One of them's a teleport. One of them's like a, a shield. And those all generally have like three minute long cooldowns uh, because the games can last so much longer. But oh, then so a dash in, in league, you can use it only like once every three minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. got yeah, it's like a roughly it's like a three minute cooldown. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's it, they're not they're not intended to be used uh, used as part of every other combat. They're very much your last ditch. You know, they're they're very strategic. They're supposed to be chosen very carefully when you use them. Yeah, it's either it's either a, a get out quickly or a or a engage very quickly kind of a thing, or a repositioning tool to to better yourself in a team fight. But then there's also items in game that you get from killing minions, or you get gold from killing minions, which you can use to buy items, which increase your stats. And nowadays, there's a lot that actually have like an active item, which can give you a dash or. Uh, can slow enemies and things like that. And that in and of itself is a huge simplification from League of Legends that you cannot acquire new items in the middle of the game. So whatever you go in with is what you have, um, which makes, I feel like it makes people getting into the game a lot easier because it's much simpler. Yeah, it's so much easier. Like League has become a little bit easier to get into now, but back when I first started, it was almost impossible to learn how to play without somebody that already knows how to play to help you. But yeah. with Unite, it feels so easy to just be able to hop in and be like, oh, I really like Snorlax or I really like Slowbro. So I'm just going to play them for fun without getting flamed for it. Yeah, I feel like Unite has that, oh, I'm just going to pick Slowbro because I like Slowbro, right? Uh, you like you, you, you gravitate towards a Pokemon that you really like. But I thought, I thought the holdup or the complexity was the held items, not to be confused with the battle items. Because there are 15 held items from like Floatstone to Choice Specs to Muscle Band. And these are things that exist in like the main series games, but they act different 
that's also where the pay to win hides but there i would i would assume the like my the graphics i i've been doing these infographics for people to like help them pick three items because i feel like that's where people are getting held up on of like i don't know what there's there's 15 items i'm not 100 percent sure what they do i don't know which is best for my character and i'm scared to upgrade any of them because what if i picked the wrong item for my character and if i spend all my purple coins on that item and then i realized i picked the wrong item and now i gotta grind out more coins and that's tough so how do you guys feel about that system overall I mean, I, I definitely agree. I finally upgraded one of my items fully, and, and I I'm, I worry that I picked the wrong one because you're right. I've spent all of my coins doing the upgrading. Um, I don't know that there's an analog to that in League, except maybe the very old rune system, which isn't in place anymore. Um, but yeah, that's something because it's a commitment you make outside of a single match that limits what you can do in all of your matches going forward. Yeah, because like I, I started playing Absol because it was the one that I bought. So I upgraded uh, a lot of the damaging items. But anytime I try to go back to Slowbro, um, it's definitely not the same because, you know, I have like a level one leftovers or something like that. <laughs> so I'm not nearly as tanky. Yeah, it kind of like punishes you if you commit to one character. But you're like, ah, oh, like when when um when there's like no jungler. Oh, we should maybe explain that to people. Uh, the thing I've learned in the last week is even though that League of Legends is what like top five games of Twitch on all time and very popular outside of Twitch, there's just so many people who have never played a MOBA. They like don't understand what the difference between the top and the bottom are. They don't know what like when I say jungle or what, like they don't understand what that is. Um, so we should talk about that. But um. When I do have to, when when no one on the team picks jungle, and I'm like, okay, I'll just go Zero Aura, and then it's like, okay, well, Zero Aura is like physical. I have zero items for it because I've committed all my items to Cramorant, which is a special attacker. <laughs> so it, it's a little frustrating to try to like switch characters this early on. Either you grind the currency, or you just pay for the currency. And I definitely don't want to go to the pay. I just don't want to pay for the currency because it's like. Like, I'm loving the game, but also, like, that seems a little scummy to me still. Yeah, it definitely lends well to, like, I'm going to play only damaging, like, high attack champions so I can just use all these items. But kind of the the defenders and supporters are, you're a lot, you're a lot more limited in what you can do. Because, like, you're never going to see a, a slow bro go into the into the jungle because his clear speed is just so incredibly slow hence the name <gasps> wow <laughs> i mean i saw a crustal in the jungle last night i mean we I, we ended up I losing see that, that match <laughs> just because of shell smash but yeah causation um, versus correlation so i i think it comes across that like a lot of this, this leads, I guess, to the jungle and to the positioning. My, my, my. Hopefully, my transitions are going very well, and this is easy to follow. But the, I think the 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 stigma or the the perception of league is everyone who plays is extremely toxic and hates their lives. That is a hundred percent correct. <laughs> yeah, I'll second that. And I feel like I I see where they're coming from. And I see why people are addicted to League. Like, it's it's fun. Like, 5v5 in, like, a video game sports-like fashion is, like, a very fun mechanic. Just like, you know, 
battle royales became very popular because that mechanic is just like you know even if you die right away you can just drop back in and do another round and very quick but the the core mechanic of 5v5 very very fun very addicting but it is very frustrating because i think in a sense and maybe hopefully i'm explaining this right or simplifying this enough your team is only as good as like your weakest player if you have four strong people and one very very weak person or a person that's not playing their role or not even playing the game at all it just feels like it's a landslide for the other team because you can't fill that role it's almost like you know a basketball team you know them being short one player they would probably be at a severe disadvantage that entire match and actively helping the other team if they're continually dying and, and giving the other team ex- experience to to get stronger faster as well yeah and uh, i think in unite it's a bit more i think it can be a bit more landslidey just because of how quick the games are but in in league you definitely get that where one player uh like they disconnect or they're just really bad for some reason um but that can also make those games where your team is able to actually pull it off pull off a 4v5 like that's something you definitely remember for uh, a couple days uh, because it's just so it's so exciting to come back from pretty much certain defeat is is there a reason that you know league has been around for so long that people still don't know where to go like it's shocking to me in unite that i mean expert i'm an expert that's not like that hard of an accomplishment i think it's what novice great expert but it's 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 very shocking and expert and i've been been told in veteran it doesn't get any better that people still just don't know what they're doing so i don't remember all the tutorial part um do they ever explain the different roles very well in the tutorial piece? Because all I've seen explained has been external to the game itself. And that might be, you know, the Switch is a much more much more commonly used console. And a lot of folks that play Switch games don't necessarily get involved in the communities outside of the Switch. So they might just be playing with only what they're learning from the game itself, which doesn't make that super clear, I think. So I guess, you know, as someone who's never played a mobile, I can kind of to this part and and you know i haven't done it for a week and a half i still don't feel like i know what i'm doing so you know i like this nordex and the game tells me that it's recommended that he goes to the top i have no idea why but he just i just go up there and you know from the tutorial it didn't tell you that or didn't tell you what the center is supposed to do or what the bottom is supposed to do like it tells you about dreadnought and Rotom and what they all do, but what your actual roles are as defender, attacker, all-rounder doesn't explain any of that. Um, and you're only kind of getting a feel for it as you play through it, which I guess is kind of why people can get up to expert without really still not knowing what they're doing because they kind of learn as they're going along and they can have other people on their team that are really strong and it pushes them into that rank which is kind of what I'm seeing that, you know, you might lose an occasion one, you kind of go up and down a bit, but you know, I'm on grace two at the moment and I still don't know what I'm doing. So I can <laughs> see how you would get into it. Okay. It's not be hundred percent what's happening. I was going to say like, you're right. You're right. The game doesn't explain why you go top and why you go bottom. Um, and I think like to like back up, you, you have to realize that every character is like, not only, 
you have attackers and you have speedsters, which are the people who go to the jungle, and then you have all-arounders, there are differences in those subclasses. So, like, Cramorant versus Venusaur, they're both attackers, but they, they get a power curve at different levels. Cramorant is pretty strong right out of the gate. Um, like, I get all my utilities at level 4 versus, versus, like, a Garchomp, which is pretty garbage until it actually becomes Garchomp, which I think is level 8 or 9. I believe so, it's 9, because that's so, when Venus transforms. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, I'm I'm ready to go at Cramorant at level 4, and then I get, like, Whirlpool's pretty good, Surf at 6. So even, like, I'm done at that point. Like, I got Whirlwind, I got Surf, I have all my things at 6. You don't even get Garchomp till 9. So the reason uh, you would go top or bottom is like top is more attacking and scoring um, and usually the mons that go top are pretty strong right out the gate whereas bottom is more defending and bottom is more um, experience based that's why you see a Garchomp go to the bottom because Garchomp needs way more experience and there's more experience down there so an easy way to remember it is Rotom is at the top because Rotom scores and the top is meant to score more often and Dreadnought is on the bottom because Dreadnought is a def- defending down there. And so the bottom is mostly just fighting for the sake of fighting. Like, they're not really scoring down. I mean, you, obviously you can score down there, but you're mostly just defending. And then you have the jungle, which is your Zeraori, your Gengar, your um, Absol. And they will flex in between the two to help that team, right? Like, the Absol might go south to help with the Dreadnought. Everyone on the team gets a shield, and then the Absol can run to the top and then help with that push on top with the shields, for example. That's just the situation, but I hope I explained that right, um, Rex and Oddish. Yeah, I mean, that sounds... It's pretty much the same as League, um, just like a couple small differences. Like, that makes so much more... Like, the way you just said that makes so much more sense in, like, why said Rotom and Dreadnought have their positions... And then, like, even why Snorlax would go to the top because it's a fully evolved Pokemon when it gets in. Yep. So it doesn't, it doesn't, like, it levels up and it gets its move, but it's fully evolved. So it doesn't necessarily need experience. That's why it would kind of go to the top. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why the game doesn't tell you any of this information. <laughs> I think, I think one of the things that hurts Unite in just how it is is that it's so new. And it, I mean, it does have a pretty large roster, um, but like League is up to like 150 some odd champions now. Yeah, I can't even imagine trying to get into League now and being like, oh, there's 150 people. Which one do you want to pick first? What do you want to try second? <laughs> like, and how- even taking a few year break, it's, I, I open it back up and it's completely overwhelming just after that small bit of time. Yeah. And, and League now has a very, um, defined meta, which does change every season, every year or so. They they uh, patch the game in a big way to try and spice things up a bit. But since Unite is so new, it doesn't really have that meta. Like top laners in League are they are generally the the fighters. Um, you know they're tanky, but they can also deal a lot of damage. They're usually a lot stronger in the beginning than any bottom laner would be, but you can also technically take any champion top lane and still do good if you are good at that champion. Yeah, an example to that in in Unite would be like Cinderace is not specifically a jungle 
But if you're good, you can take Cinderace into the jungle and you can flex with Cinderace. Um, so it's not it's not necessarily like, oh, the game is always recommending Cramorant to go top. Like you can use Cramorant in the bottom. And I've won games with Cramorant in the bottom, but it's like if your team is built in a way where like like there would be there would there would probably be no situation where a Garchomp goes top and a Cramorant goes bottom if Garchomp and Cramorant are the same team. <laughs> like but if you have no Garchomp and you have, you know, a Snorlax and maybe like a Ninetales and then a Cramorant and a Gossifleur, I mean it's possible for those those to intermix. Um but it's yeah, it's not specifically recommended. I think the thing that I see and it probably is like what Tone said of like not sure what to do is like people will go to the top or they'll go to the bottom and they'll like die twice and then i feel like they just kind of throw their hands up in the air and then go to the other route and like hope for more success <laughs> and it's like i get it you've lost twice in your lane but you going to a different lane is just leaving your teammate alone <laughs> now I, I think i think the issue with that phenomena is it's the advice for almost any team-based strategy game is the primary focus is not necessarily scoring. It's not dying. Um, and so when the, the response to the situation, when you're top laning, you're being outclassed is just focus on not dying, not giving the enemy team more experience and just being as neutral as possible to the game at that point till you can ramp up your experience again and kind of get back into it. Yeah. I think maybe that's a, that's a also misconception tone and for other new players or like, they feel like if they're not scoring, they're not doing anything. But if you're not, I feel like if you're not dying, that's like way more important than not scoring because like your yeah, other teammates I mean, will eventually score. Yeah. I mean, I literally only learned that like yesterday that like, you know, when my health is low, I should like, even though like I'm tanky cause I'm Snorlax that I should be like eject eject button and getting out and trying to get back to my zone to heal up and you know use the berry because Snorlax is gluttony so it would heal it gets more light from it and it keeps him alive longer and then I can defend or whatever but like I literally learned that yesterday but prior to that I would just be going in attacking maybe sometimes I'd stay back at the goal to see if well I think I'm defending it so I guess that's where I'd say but you see I see a lot of people would kind of in a similar position of they pick the attacker so they just assume well I attack I get into it all the time and then they just die all the time and just like well I guess that's my role because I attack yeah there's definitely been games playing as slow bro where I haven't scored a single point but we still win by a considerable margin just because of how much you can provide for your team as long as you're as long as you're quote unquote doing it right and even for Snorlax specifically, another, you know, focus that I, I see not being given a lot in, in random matches is preventing the team from scoring is just as important, again, as scoring. If you can hold off, you know, two or three people just by staying on spot and not trying to chase them down and kill them until the rest of your team can make it top, you can save your team scoring, save the other team scoring 150 points, you know, on, on your spot. Um, so, again, that's another not necessarily active thing that you can be doing yeah i've seen it where like two people like usually it's a snorlax and somebody else in the bottom lane they're they're like preventing three people from scoring down there and that's like wow dang like they're doing a great job and then all of a sudden all of a sudden they like one of them leaves or one of them go like sneaks into jungle for whatever reason and then like they just get trampled because one person left 
and I th- I feel like I think it's because like they're frustrated they're not scoring, but it's like no, you're doing such a like you're you, two people are holding up three people like you are you are doing the right thing, um because then the top has more people to do what they need to do. Yeah, there's like there's like little things that I think people will eventually pick up on of of like why why they go a certain lane or how like not dying is is very important and how scoring's not the end of the world. Uh, but that kind of leads into like the Zapdos mechanic where the game kind of shifts pretty dramatically. And I think there's an equivalent to this in League. Yeah. Yep. The Baron. Yeah. Baron and, and Dragon. Yeah. Are basically Zapdos. And I'm assuming they appear in the center of the map. So they, they do appear very near to the center. It's, it's center on either side of the, there's, there's three lanes in League. Um, center of both of the uh, the uh, top and bottom lane uh, and they appear at a certain time slot just like zapdos does i think the biggest difference is that yeah the when you get baron towards the end of the game i think it spawns at what 20 minutes 25 minutes 20 minutes yeah 20 minutes um it it's not it's a it's a giant buff yes it's not nearly as decisive as zapdos is i think that's probably going to be one of the first major changes to the game i imagine because it's getting zapdos is extremely extremely decisive yeah, so Dragon um, is much more like kind of small but effective passive buffs. Yeah. Either kind of like your Rotom or your Dreadnought. Yeah. And then Baron is like a strong two minute. It buffs all of your minions in lane that help you push to win the game, um, makes it easier to push. And it's definitely more of a if you're ahead and you get Baron, you basically just it's game over. You just automatically win. But if you can deny the enemy team from getting the Baron and you get it while you're behind, it can also help you get back into it just like Zapdos does. The The worry is if they, if they change Zapdos, um, I feel like if, if, you're, if you're losing for eight minutes and Zapdos is not as good as it is right now, I feel like people concede earlier because it's like, well, we're losing really hard and even if we get Zapdos, we're still going to lose. You know what I mean? Like it feels like Zapdos does sway the match. Like I've lost, I've I've captured Zapdos before and still lost. Like that's definitely possible. Um, out of like the 120 games, I think like three or four of them, I've gotten Zapdos and we still lost. So it's pretty rare. But like there, there's that satisfaction of like, okay, we're losing. Three minutes later, we're still losing. It's okay. Two minutes later, okay, we're still losing. But Zapdos appears, and then. Your team comes together, you get Zapdos, and that feels really, really great. But yeah, that's like a not a common thing, but a thing you see a lot of is people saying, "Well, like Zapdos is like the only thing that matters." It does matter a lot, but if, I I worry if they like nerf it or change it, people just start conceding way earlier than that, or they're like, "Oh, well, it's already over because not Zapdos doesn't even matter anymore." That's a really good point. Adish, did did they introduce another sort of? pre-baron monster i'm forgetting it's something yeah what, what is so, it called in the uh rift herald rift yep. herald yeah so that drowsy might be oh, I, was saying, I was saying drowsy knows oh i just said rift herald that's the name oh okay, okay. yeah so it, it's it's um it's like yeah it takes down like a turret yeah, yeah it it's like a you summon this big uh crab pretty much that goes and helps you knock down turrets quicker it's basically just another objective to get before baron spawns okay yeah and and i'm wondering if that might be and i I, we have rotom and dreadnought that basically serve that function but 
but if to avoid the Zapdos being so decisive at the end and, and, and while leaving that option, I'm wondering if there's something you can do in between that, you know, the end of the game and in the beginning that can kind of push it one way or the other as well, just to kind of keep it um, more normalized as opposed to just swinging the needle so substantially at the end there. I could see like, I don't know how well this would actually work, but maybe a, um, a scoring zone in the middle for the junglers to fight over. Um, cause I mean, I could just see that being fun of, instead of the junglers, just always having to go to a lane, they could actually interact with the enemy jungle, which is a thing in league of counter jungling, basically taking enemy camps to put your, put the opponent behind, but also get yourself ahead. Yeah. I personally really love like the Zapdos mechanic. I do like that. It's like, so, um, divisive and it's something to play around and like, it's also like part of strategy, like, um, at least like in higher rank play, like. The whole game is around like Zapdos and like even like sacking your early game to like have a better late game for the team. And it also encourages like team play. I don't know. I, I really do like Zapdos because it's so divisive and like it's like that sparkle of hope if you're losing like for the first like eight minutes <laughs> of the game. Like, that's, that's just me. I, I yeah. know most people do not enjoy it for sure, especially when you're winning and you lost because of it. But I think the problem yeah. and somebody somebody tweeted this and I was like, I didn't think of it that way, but like, I think the problem with the winning team, or if you're winning and then Zapdos appears, there is still the sense of urgency to be like, okay, well, we can still lose because of Zapdos. And I've gotten into this problem, like I'm part of the problem of like, okay, we need to take Zapdos because we're winning. And if we let them take it, they'll win. But yeah, you can just defend it. Like you, yeah, exactly. you, you don't have to fight Zapdos. You can just fight them around Zapdos. But I think I've got, like I said, I've gotten in this mindset where I'm like, okay, I gotta, I got, we gotta burn Zapdos before they get here. And it's like, well, Zapdos is hurting you, and you're wasting your resources. Where if you just kind of wait for them to come and ignore Zapdos, that's like a way better play, in my opinion. Yeah, because like they have to get Zapdos, so you don't have to fight it like at all. It's, yeah, and I, I, I know, I, I know. Like, I've had to do that in that they've got Zapdos, and then all of a sudden, I have to go back to the goal and keep them away from it because I know that they have it. And I'm like, well, it's too late now because they have it, but I don't want them to score. So I guess I'm going to do it the most I can to keep them away from it. Uh, and, you know, I have kind of held them off. So even if we lose, score might have been a 400 point difference, and might have been a 100 point difference because I kind of held them off or whatever. It also like that end game really it helps the Pokemon that need that experience, like Garchomp. Like Garchomp is so bad <laughs> in the beginning. Just awful. But when you when you get to Garchomp, he's he's much, much better. And there's a couple other Pokemon that follow Garchomp's like crazy experience. So you can you can kinda get away with doing bad for the first like eight minutes and then it's like, okay. We saved everything. We're gonna spend it on Garchomp. Or we're gonna spend it on Zapdos. We got the Garchomp. We got everyone else, and it feels good. It definitely, it definitely feels good to like lose for. <laughs> it doesn't feel good to lose for eight minutes, but when you're losing for eight minutes and then you win the last two minutes, that definitely feels good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they would, you know, bring in the other two birds of Articuno and Moltres? That then might have a different effect. So instead of whatever, like kind of what Zapdos does, they rotate it to be a different bird, and then that gives a different advantage, and that would be 
you know, maybe a way to nerf it without nerfing Zapdos. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh. that, that'd be like interesting. That's uh, that's kind of what League has. Yeah, um, League did the, do that kind of. Oh, dragon, do they? I was gonna ask that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the dragon fun. system. Um, every every time you start a game, there's a random set of dragons that'll spawn. Um, and there's four elements: there's air, water, earth, and fire. And each one has does different things. Uh, like water will give you passive health regeneration out of combat. Fire gives you bonus damage when you hit enemy champions. Um, and that'll kind of subtly change how the game is played from there on out. Uh, so I could see them doing that of like Moltres gives you an attack buff. Articuno will give your abilities slows on, you know, on a cooldown or something like that. Yeah, I could imagine. I could. It, it is kind of weird. They they start with Zapdos and then like in the four player, it's just Regigigas. And it's like, well, Zapdos is a trio. Regigigas is technically in charge of a. Well, it was a trio, but now it's like a. Whatever five is. Five EO, yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if, like, I wonder if they, they do have other mechanics for Moltres and Articuno, or maybe, like, season two is just Moltres but does the same thing, but at least it, like, signifies that you're in season two. Because there are seasons in this game, so it's, like, kind of exciting to see, hopefully, what they change and do. That's kind of about what I was expecting was that they, as just to keep the game changing over time they're just going to rotate the legendary in the middle that's that's kind of what i was expecting yeah it is like a super new game so like there's still like so much yeah it's hard to say because league has been around for like 10 years at this point plus so it's it's hard to compare it to a game that came out a week and a half ago uh tone as a as a new player did you purchase the battle pass no i did not (laughs) I played. I put enough money into my other Pokemon games. I'm gonna try and not do it for this one. Um, okay, I wasn't sure if the battle pass was uh, convincing or not to you. No, not really. Um, it didn't seem like it gave me like any real benefit to my enjoyment of the game. I'm like, yes, it might get me more wins or it might get me more things, but you know, I'm still enjoying the game as it is without having to have the battle pass. And even if I lose matches i'm not blaming it because i don't have the battle pass <laughs> sure you you don't want all those sweet socks <laughs> i'm more of a fan of leg tubes than socks okay so the question <laughs> is how many socks are in league of legends uh a lot because <laughs> i bet you a lot of champions have socks on it's probably a lot that don't have socks on too my character's not even wearing socks right now they're wearing samples Hey, you can't. That's that's the biggest controversy. No socks and sandals together. Uh, Drazi, you came up here mid conversation. Uh, and oh, yeah, sorry, like- I was like playing at the start of the game, and then I was just listening to the podcast. No, you're good. Um, so obviously you play League. Uh, yeah, I played for a while. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on Unite, and what's your favorite character? Oh, um, I think it's really fun. Uh, I just really like Pokemon, so it's fun to like move around as a Pokemon. Um. And uh, my favorite Pokemon is probably um, uh, Pikachu because he has the hoodie. But I- I'm looking forward to more skins. Yeah, Pikachu does have that dope hoodie. Yeah, I mean, that was alone the only reason I bought the Battle Pass. But I'm looking forward to Cinderace if I ever get there. It's a really long pass, though. Yeah, I think it's... Was it 60 days on the Battle Pass, I think? Maybe more. I don't know. There's 90 levels, but like the 
the the brutal part is like the cap on the weeklies. So yeah. like you can only like pay to get forward. Like everyone who has like the pirate is like has paid forward to get it. Oh yeah, you can you can definitely spot the the <laughs> the people who just paid out the battle pass, which I think is like you if you bought the battle pass and then you want to just complete it right away, I think it's like sixty bucks. Oh shoot, I didn't have no idea how much it costed. Yeah. So yeah, it's like sixty bucks. That's one of the things that confuses me about it a little bit of like the the pay to play aspect of the upgrade coins is because because league is completely free unless you want to buy skins or like event passes to like get more quests and things like that, um, and it's like makes absolutely absurd amounts of money. So I don't know why like the pay to win was implemented. If they just implemented more skins, I'm sure they would make so much money anyway. Well, when League first started, they they also had like the runes, which was like pay to win. So I think it's just like a yeah. new game thing and like the insecurities about making money only off cosmetics. I wonder if that's like a multi-step plan. We can get like I, I don't I don't think it's good. I'm not defending them, but if the if yeah. the thought process is like we need to make money to keep supporting this game, so we're going to make it pay to win up front, like League did with the runes, because everyone compares the held up the battle items to the runes, and then once we get just so many cosmetics and so many characters we can remove that and then just make money off cosmetics because i I, that's what i hoped for i just kind of wish the game was like character cosmetics pokemon cosmetics like i'm cool with battle passes having cosmetics and other things that other currency you can grind out but pay to power up your battle items is a little like ugh, or your held items sorry uh, League actually refunded you, like for the runes you spent, like once they got rid of that system. So it's like that—that's like a hope I have, like with Unite in like the long, long, long future. But yeah, it yeah. took, took a couple, quite a few years for League to eventually move on from their old rune system. All right. Well, do we have any closing thoughts of the game? Anything? And ooh, how about this? How about we close with what? Pokemon you would like to be added to Unite? Uh, I, I like Pinsir because I got that username, so I just wanted <laughs> I want to play as Pinsir and then have my username right above it be Pinsir and just think people would be pretty impressed. That would be good. That would be good. I remember the Pinsir player. You were, you were very, very good. Thank you. I think I'd like to see Espeon added. That's my favorite, so it'd be nice to have it in-game. I'd like to see at least one like um melee attacker that's not a speedster uh i don't know i guess yeah pincer would be good for that or like a scyther involved into a scissor or something like that yeah scissor would be cool but i think i think the game needs a couple more supports and defenders yeah i feel like that would definitely help <laughs> yeah well oh, hopefully we can blastoise soon oh sorry oh is blastoise a defender yeah oh, okay cool yeah, i guess i think i'd like to see zorar you know, they put uh, Lucario in it, and they made all that push for how Lucario is, and yet they tried to do that with Zorark, and nothing happened. Like, maybe they can try it again with your nine. <laughs> that would be fun with a, a camouflage thing where you can turn into a, 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 a teammate's Pokemon and then kind of surprise them, like run up close while they think you're a Venusaur and just nuke them. Is there a character yeah, like that in League like, where they, they hide as there, a different character? There, there is, yeah. Well, there is? Use. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, I think there's only one. There might be two. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, she, she can, yeah, Nico can turn into a, 
a teammate and basically run up. She's like a, a strong AP or a ability power champion to kind of surprise yeah, she's like you. A familiar yeah. Uh, Death in chat says they would want Typhlosion as a ranged AOE slash CC unit or Metagross. I wouldn't be surprised that they, they would have to put Metagross in, right? Like that Pokemon yeah. is so popular. Yeah. Although being starting off as a Beldum would be a little <laughs> a little weird. <laughs> That'd be fun though. Just a strong psychic attacker or something like that. Yeah. I also feel like Incineroar is like a given. I mean, are are they gonna do any crossover between uh what's it, Pokemon Pokemon tournament and uh and Unite, do you think? Like will they add uh Arrow Shooty Boy, what's his name? Oh um, is he yeah, Decidueye, or any of those characters, Sceptile, things like that. Yeah, I don't know. Decidueye would be cool, though. Yeah, that'd be a cool ranged attacker. I guess. And I think I think that's one thing that really can benefit Unite if they stick to it is that they they have all these Pokemon already. Like they don't technically need to think of anything new because all the abilities are already Pokemon moves. So they just have to figure out how they would work in game. Right. I think with like a game like Apex Legends or Overwatch, when they announce a new character, they have to like sell you on this character. They have to like assign them um personality and traits and and all these other things. Whereas with Pokemon, you could be like, I'm not interested in Unite. I'm not interested in Unite. I'm not interested in Unite. And then all of a sudden your favorite Pokemon is uh Gorbis. And they're like, we're adding Gorbis to Unite. And you're like, well, now I got to play because Gorbis is here. Said the one person ever. Do you think they'd ever add Eevee? Because that would be an odd choice as well if they started as an Eevee. Because then you wouldn't know what it would evolve into. I feel like if they were to add Eevee, they'd probably need to make items that you'd start off with. You know, you start off with a Firestone or something like that. So you get to choose before the game starts because i feel like if you were to choose during the game it'd be too chaotic well if they do eevee they can just very easy to just sell every version of eevee for money (laughs) oh yeah that too (laughs) oh wait in league in league all the characters are free too so if they introduce a new character is that free okay so league is still paid for characters right yeah so it's your in-game currency that you um, get just through playing matches and things like that. Yeah, and there's cost here. So the newest character is always at the highest cost here. And then as the character ages, they go down in price. And if the character is for some reason more popular, there's usually a, a lower level that it doesn't go beyond, doesn't get any cheaper than. Yeah. It's hard to say for me because I've had every character for so long. I don't quite remember. Yeah, I think that's the thing with Unite is like at a certain point, you'll have all 15 items and you'll have most characters so your coins will just go to whatever future characters come out unless they're doing like one character a week every week but i i doubt that i think they're gonna do their three that they announced just because it's hyped and then maybe we'll see a couple weeks of no new characters well thank you guys for all being here i appreciate it thanks for chit-chatting with us thanks for your league knowledge we'll probably have like more to say on i don't i think this this will come out probably on friday so this will be a little more specific than the, the general podcast, but thank you guys for being here. I appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having us up. Thank you. Thanks for having us up.
Thanks for chit-chatting. Thanks for everyone in the audience listening. If you missed the beginning or the end, obviously this will go up on the podcast feed, but I will let you guys enjoy the rest of your Saturday, and uh, good luck with your uh, Unite games. You too, you too. Yeah, everybody good luck. Hopefully you have a new partner that stays. (laughs) Yeah.